What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Batman in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every theatrically released Batman movie. As always, I'm Tim Gettys, joined by the big dog, Kevin Koala. Hey, guys. One of the coolest dudes of video games, Greg Miller. It's boiling acid! I love I love that the movie starts with the classic Greg Miller quote. Uh, of course, we have the Hispanic heartthrob, Andy Cortez. Did you know... And then you introduce Nick okay, and he goes, gotcha. Yeah. And Nick Scarpino, the producer slash producer. There's moments in this movie where they just immediately buffs. It just doesn't care. Doesn't they care. care. They just ask Bruce Ware, they ask Batman questions, and he responds completely differently. And I'm like, did Val Kilmer read the script to this? You know what I mean? There's like a moment where he's like, Why can't I kill you? And he's like, You I had to save them both because I had both both Batman. And Bruce Wayne. And he's like, that's not the not question. Not because I have to be, because I <laughs> choose to be. That's not what I be. asked you. And then he smiles. I love the smile. <laughs> the smile. The Batman smile with the, with the, oh, it's so bad. I feel like he did a movie. really good uh, Keaton, though. Like, when the movie started, I was like, did they ADR this whole movie? He did good at dropping the voice, sure. It's What's funny is, um, I, I, I don't think I realized, because these movies came out so far apart from each other that they really did keep a lot of the Tim Burton flair and some of the style. They just jacked up the campiness to yeah, like color 15 and all the color. So what they, what, what I, I think obviously like the criticism of Tim Burton's Batman returns is this one's not dark at all. This one is just completely cheesy and campy, but I think that they just, they went a little too far with it. Namely, I think it's Tommy Lee Jones. I think he's the one part of this movie that I think I wish they had reined back a little not bit Jim Carrey. because well, Jim Carrey, I think, did a good job as being silly as the Riddler, but I think this movie suffers from the same problem the 66 movie has, which is all of the enemies, all the bad guys, the rogues gallery, mm-hmm. are like at 120. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I I liked a little bit more of the dynamic energy that like Catwoman and, and Penguin had. They, they both seemed crazy, but crazy in their own way, and they brought something a little crazy and special to it. Whereas both Tommy Lee Jones and and uh, Jim Carrey in this just feel like they're Off trying the to rock it. Yeah, they're just gone. Uh, Batman Forever released on June 9th, 1995, directed by Joel Schumacher, who most importantly wrote The Wiz. Never forget. Uh, he also rose to prominence after directing St. Elmo's Fire and The Lost Boys. Uh, a little update on, on Joey ass right here. After, after Joel Schumacher died in June 2020, media outlets started reporting the possible existence of a Schumacher cut. Oh. <laughs> With the first rumors being thrown in by American journalist Mark Bernadine, this version was believed to be darker and contain less camp than the theatrical cut. Some of the differences include Bruce facing off against a human-sized bat, the darker, more serious tone, less of an emphasis on Dick Grayson, and a focus on Bruce's psychological issues with Chase. In total, the cut uses about 40 minutes of footage. Warner Bros. confirmed the cut that the cut exists after an interview with Variety, although they have no plans to release it, and we're unsure about w- whether what, if any, footage remains. Some of the aforementioned deleted scenes make up a portion of this footage. Yeah, you I don't know. I don't know, Greg. Maybe you need to get on this. I'll start Maybe it. Get- I'll start it right now because I—that was the thing. I, I remember hearing this news story, then quickly and promptly forgetting about it for things I needed to remember. And then last night, in I think maybe the kind of funny subreddit, maybe on Twitter, somebody put up an image of Val Kilmer standing against a giant bat, <laughs> and I was like. I vaguely remember this story when I saw this stupid ass image. Well, I, I watched one of the. There's there's an one interesting the on YouTube dream. that's completely different, where it's like it, it starts in Arkham Asylum with that that professor that looks a lot like Scarecrow, even though his name's not. But uh, yeah, they call him Burton, which I assume Burton. is a nod to uh, Tim, Tim Burton. Yeah, but he should have been Ichabod Crane. Yeah, 
Yeah, I guess pro, uh, produced this, which I, I totally I, I spaced on that idea too. That they were like, well, we just want to keep you associated with this, but we don't want you making any creative decisions. Too. Isn't isn't that it's just perfect. like give me the money? How they always do it. Isn't that what happened with Nolan in the yeah, DCU? It's yeah. like all right. I thought no, they, he had a huge part of that. Don't yeah. forget. Burton did no Nolan. They're joking. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I was saying, Christopher uh, Nolan. Christopher Nolan didn't even watch Man of Steel. I guarantee. <laughs> no idea what happened. To Man of Steel. <laughs> didn't, they, didn't they boot uh, Tim Burton, and that's why uh, they Bam didn't want to back his director? Yeah. yeah, he was. He was, I guess, developing the project. And, and yeah, there was. was a, they talk about this or something. Yeah, they talk about this in uh, the Death and Returns of Superman Lives, where mm-hmm. he had a meeting with them, and they sat down, and they were both talking, and eventually he's just like. I, you don't want me to direct this, do you? <laughs> this yeah. isn't. This, we don't. We. Don't, I don't want to make fucking McDonald's toys like you did my last film. So no, we're good. Yeah. yeah. A budget of a hundred million dollars. Box office of three hundred thirty-six point six. A runtime of two hours and nine minutes. It's Batman Forever, ladies and gentlemen. What a movie! What a ride! From beginning to end, questionable choices, man. It's just. It's so weird because I don't know who this movie was for. I imagine it has to be for very young children. I watched this when I was. This came out in 1995, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched this when I was 15 years old, and I was like, I'm bored as shit in this movie. In this movie I don't know how you could be bored, bored by this There's movie. So because it is it, not boring at all. It's so much happening, but none of it, like, I don't care about any of it. Does that make yeah, sense? Like, I don't really it's not care that about much worse Grace than the other family. ones. I'm going to fucking say it. This one commits to a vision, and sure, yep. it's campy, and it's not good. I'm not saying it's good, but at least it commits, and it does it all the way. And Riddler is so awesome i love him how fucking he's, ridiculous he's he is he's, whether he's enigma or riddler it's just like it is too much it's all yeah. too much but it, like, at least everything's too much as opposed to like trying to pretend that it's dark and trying to pretend that it has something more to say than what it actually does which is hey here's a good guy and here's a bunch of bad guys i actually think that this batman in this one like works for the most part like it doesn't seem like he's bloodthirsty i feel like he's I, such sure, sure. a like he's such a like background character like we spend more time with like like getting to know Robin than anything. Well, yeah, I mean, you, know. you figure like throughout the oh, Nick's so mad he's just leaving the podcast. He won't hear this. <laughs> he won't hear that you don't hate this. Uh, no, uh, if, that's the biggest thing about Batman, right? Is that they go like when Two Face and Riddler are on there. Let's steal a bunch of money to finance our weird box corporation. They're out every night just robbing, robbing Gotham blind. And we, the, the only exposition you get on why Batman isn't there is Bruce watching TV and the news anchor being like, it's still no sign of Batman. And it's that thing of like, yeah, what the fuck? Why isn't Batman out of there? And then when he shut, when he shut, like they're teasing this whole thing of, oh man, like he doesn't want to be Batman anymore. He's he wants to change. But they, he, they really don't show him wrestling with it. It's more at the no. end when he talks about, when he shuts down the cave and he's t- telling Dick he's done, that you're like, Oh, okay. I Not guess that like, makes more sense. That's why that, he wasn't doing it. Didn't he do that way earlier? You know, like he stopped using the cave way earlier. It's weird that it was it was at the end where he where he goes and walks and like turns it all off, and it's just like, but you haven't been going out for like weeks he was maybe? thinking about it though you know what i mean it's like sure. that thing where you like you stop using the exercise yeah, equipment yeah. but you're not committed to selling it so, right? uh, sell it. here's the thing i went into watching this movie and i was like man this is this is probably gonna be the worst one but i enjoyed it a lot more than i remember <laughs> you know it's it, i never thought that it would be the worst one yeah. i went into this movie thinking <laughs> Like uh, I think within the first ten. Andy, minutes, the next I one has thinking... Arnold Schwarzenegger. It is no way it's the worst one. All right. <laughs> How do we say his last name? Arnold who? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Schwarzenegger. <laughs> we'll we get there. We'll get there. Right. Um. I uh. uh like at the beginning of this movie, I thought to myself, "Wow, you know what? This movie kind of rules. It's like 
bad good right but yeah. then it kind of quickly gets bad bad um and that really kind of bummed me out because for a lot of the parts i thought oh this is entertaining because it's it's not good right there's like a lot of like bad campy parts that are supposed to be overacted and supposed to be overdone and it's supposed to kind of make you roll your eyes or whatever but it's still entertaining in a way but there's some straight up just really bad bad stuff in this movie again on the nick three finger scale like there's some really bad stuff because it's like badly made or badly acted or badly written um and yeah, and I think it just kind of keeps on getting worse and worse as the movie goes on. Yeah, for, I mean, for starters, the movie's horribly lit. It's I, I I've always hated, always hated that they took the style of Tim Burton and just the, the, by making it campy, they do it. They shoot everything way uh, deeper than they should, and everything's just a colored gobo going around. After a certain point, you're like, we're in this scene way too long for there to be that many light movements colors. happening <laughs> and this many colors. Like the, the first time you see, um, yeah. Exactly, Andy. But it all looks cheap. That's that's my big, big, big mm-hmm. criticism with this. Is none of the sets look like they have any level of production value. They all look like they're just slightly better and like darker lit than the nineteen sixty six movie. There's the moment where they go to the party, which, by the way, and I, I never picked up on a lot of the nods that they do, where he like dresses exactly like uh, Bruce Wayne until this one time. Very well done. But they go to the party and like they're like, "Here's going to be the uh, you have to go into this super high tech machine that can that can." Uh, read your 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 mind and all it is is that cheap like pool plastic that's like corrugated that they just painted green and when he opens it when he goes to open it up it like waves a little bit because it's so fucking yeah it's it's all it is is like that uh that thing like it's that material you put either above where you keep your trash cans or a shitty shitty door you move in yeah shed roof that you buy at home depot it's the cool it's the cool colored lego pieces that we all loved where hell yeah they they got semi-translucent yeah they look so cool in certain lighting (laughs) there's moments there's scenes in this that are so bad that i'm like i feel bad for drew barrymore that she was in this movie and i I know that that's she is lucky she has to be in this movie she was like still in the outs of hollywood at 95 right wasn't she like still like she was like coming off of a bad a bad turn this is this is very important for a young kevin yeah yeah in terms of the set my gotham delight oh yeah oh secrets of light yeah Andy hit me with the song Gotham's delight. I got the name wrong. It's Gotham's finest. <laughs> it's Gotham's finest, everybody. One of our podcasts within a podcast within a podcast within a podcast. This will be the only time we ever do the real song for it. Uh, called Secret Delights, where we talk about the thing we didn't expect to like in this movie that we liked. That was just there. You didn't see it coming, and it was there. So far, other entries in this Hall of Fame include from the 1966 Batman. Joey and Gia were excited about Catwoman's Russian costume, and of course, Adam West's small nipples. Uh, Prince soundtrack from '89 was also voted in. Then from uh, Batman Returns, the Penguin. Army from Tim. That's the one he liked. Yeah, uh, and Phantasm. Uh, Kevin liked motorcycle designs. I liked the no. And then Andy liked the Alfred State. <laughs> I don't know what that last one means. <laughs> Stash. Oh, that's better. All right. All right. Oh, Alfred State. Like it's like a deep state. I was like, what the hell is the Alfred State? But it says it. Uh, you want to put in Drew Barrymore here for uh, Batman Forever? Yeah, I just had a huge crush on her. I'd, I'd like to second that as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the uh, the sets for as bad as they were, I thought it worked though because this whole movie hit that tone. Well, it's no, like I mean, it's it, supposed to eighty nine in Returns, where it's like there's a lot of bad sets, and it's like it's trying to be serious, and it's like it looks like there's like shitty rock behind him. It's like a fake plastic pool rock. You know what I mean? Yeah, this this they just did a lot with lighting. They just made that choice. They're like, we really want to do a lot of the texture and the and uh, of of the environment with lighting, and it's just so much. Like the first time we see the so Kidman. 
she has a, a like an asterisk globe a gobo on her or whatever what's the symbol of red hot chili peppers that's an asterisk right like it's just on her and i know what you mean when, when we see her yeah outside of two face. outside of the second bank of gotham during the yeah. heist yeah we get a shot of her talking to commissioner gordon there's just she's in like blackness and there's a yeah the, the asterisk is like moving on her. yeah it's so I just weird felt like that looked cool like those little so like, did joel schumacher it was apparently. so he exaggerated really i felt like it worked it reminded me a lot of speed racer well, I mean, it's supposed to, right? It's supposed to be a cartoon. It's supposed to be campy. He he wanted to make sort of the equivalent to a live action cartoon and really push that camp. And I think I, I just remember watching this going like it's too much. I wish this was a little bit more cinematic. Tim Gettys from Kind of Funny. Can we just make a decision to stop giving Batman girlfriends? I just Should don't I... understand. We're now four movies into this. And it's just like, how come every single fucking movie features the exact same plot of there's a girl in his life. It's some rando ass girl that means fucking uh, for the nothing. record. It's not just some girl. It's a blonde girl. Yeah. It's okay. A blonde. Okay. So there was that. There was that. I mean, in, I guess it was a red. They don't even try. In the next one, it's Paul McPherson. Next one, and like, there's no, uh, you know, there's no like future spoilers. No future spoilers. No future spoilers. Yeah, but it's so they just drop it all together. But but I I just hate it because it's like it's distracting every single time. Yeah. It's always yeah. like the story is always fucking forced into this thing that's like. Let me see a Batman movie. Let me see a movie about the bad guys and, and Batman and Bruce Wayne and all this stuff. There's always this plot. And it's always the same fucking plot, which is he's so horny and distracted by how horny it is. And yeah. Alfred's just kind of like, hey, man, use that horniness for good. You should yeah. stick with this woman. Stop being dark and Batman. And it's like, come up with a fucking new story. And it's like, these are sequels to each other like these it's supposed to be in the same narrative where it's like come on like how is it there's always just some new girl coming in that he's just like ah this might be it man maybe i'm gonna i'm gonna put up the cow no you're not 90s man it was the 90s it was the lazy filmmaking right i mean that was the thing it's like you need everybody's like you have to have a romance in these movies to make people make them palatable and so i don't agree with them but i also think what and i'm with you tim and why i think obviously as we go on it gets more interesting especially as nolan you know does what he does but to look at this one, Nick, last night watching it, and I, as, cause I, in 95, right? I'm 12 years old when this comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 12 years old when this right. comes out. You would have and, been the target audience for this. And I, and I dug it. Like, and I, that's the thing is where I, I remember, you know, for me as a kid, I thought, you know, as a kid, Batman 89 and Returns were too dark, right? Especially as a Superman fan. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted some color, I wanted some action like that. So I remember Batman Forever not noticing this complete turn to camp but instead noticing like what we're talking about the 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 roots of what the batman universe already was suddenly then being amplified by this and then i think batman forever going way too far with it but i digress we'll get there next week uh for this one i really dug the film and watching it now as an adult for the first time in forever right because i had the vhs and i remember batman fucking playing it and playing it over and over and over again uh and listening to kiss from rose over and over and over again that summer because it was everywhere uh but Watching it as an adult, like, right, it really struck me of like how much they were just trying to, in this new post Burton world, replicate Bond, where it must have been this is going to print money every time. Get a get a leading man in there to be Batman. Get a really hot woman in there to be the, the whoever whoever's the hottest actress of the time. The get her in there and put her there. Yeah, exactly. And then we put See? them all in the poster. We can have a song just like Bond, right? Yeah. We'll have a song. It was Kiss from so Rose this time. I don't know what they did for forever. Garbage. Does that sound right? It's probably. Uh, it's it's interesting though because I I don't I think they wanted Val Kilmer to be the guy I just think that he did not get along with anyone at all ever mm. 
And I think that Joel Schumacher, like there's a quote I read where Joel Schumacher is like, he did me two really good favors. Val Kilmer did me two really good favors. One, he accepted the role of Batman. And two, he made it so that no one would ever cast him as Batman again. And I never had to direct him again. I mean, it's weird like though, each other. because like him as Batman, it's like, it's good. for the first time I look at him, I'm like, this this is Bruce Wayne. I buy this. You're you're actually a, a playboy. I totally buy this. Yeah. And him him as Batman. There's moments in this, even in the beginning of the movie, for how stupid it is. They're mm-hmm. stuck in the the little safe, and he gets the guy's hearing aid to like put we up against the thing and crack it. My hearing like, aid. We got more detective. We got more like Batman figuring out a problem and actually oh, totally. solving something. You see that with the Riddler, right? When they're walking around, he's like, clock this, that. And he's like, him and Alfred it's are going so over bad. It. But, it's, oh, so, but it's But it's like I 1960s. I mean, again, for what for what this movie is, he committed. And you're right, Tim. Joel Schumacher committed to this vision. It was his vision. He wanted to make it more cartoonish and childish and like campy. And he nailed it. But what I don't – it's just – it almost feels like a parody at, at times, though. And but specifically – Right when it begins, he's like, sir, are you going to have dinner? Dude, the fucking opening. The fucking opening. The first, they they, like, you know, to Tim's point, love it or hate it, they had a vision, they committed to it, and they punch you in the fucking face. Like, can I persuade you to take a sandwich? I'll get drive through. I'll get drive through. I remember seeing that 900 times in the McDonald's commercials, and it was like, that's why it's there, right? That's what they were building this for now. But, But that's the thing, though. It's like this movie actually gives moments that, like, from the get-go, it's like, hey, the Batmobile is cool. Let's just fucking show the Batmobile. Dude, the Batmobile sucks. A, it sucks. No, but I mean, not yeah. sorry. It's the not Batmobile in this movie. Cool. That the Batmobile in this movie sucks. The Can Batmobile Andy hit this song? as a concept. Andy hit the song. Andy, the Batmobile looks like a fucking Kanye West shoe. We have a ba- we have the best Batmobile ranking list on the podcast within a podcast. Currently, number one, the Batmobile from 1989, Batman. Number two, the Phantasms, Batmobile. Number three, Batman Returns. We didn't like the luge. Number four, 66, Batmobile. Where do we want to put this fucking atrocity that is the Batman Forever? I say fucking- dead last. Dead last. Dead last. last. Yeah, Easy. This thing sucks. Yeah. I hate but it. That's what I'm saying. The Batmobile as a concept is cool. So starting the movie off with it, it's just like, we're going to actually show off this shit and it's fucking cool. Use the shadows, blah, blah, blah. Let's go. And Nick, I agree with you that this movie is, it commits so hard that it almost hits parody. But that works for me more than the other ones because for as crazy as the plan the Riddler and Two-Face have of this box, it makes sense in this world way more than Joker's plan or Penguin's plan, specifically Penguin's plan in the last movies, where it's mm-hmm. just like, at least they're committing to this and they're showing us every step of the way of how they get there with it all, as opposed to just, I'm going to steal all the firstborns. And you're uh, like, Tim, that's the plan? Tim, I have a question. The, the yes. plan for the Riddler was to set these up in everyone's house and then stick an Gorgeous. antenna on his head and get everyone's yeah. intelligence. Right. Mm-hmm. Does he not do that? Doesn't it like he succeeds in his it's plan, no longer right? filtered. It's no longer filtered. When it just when his head gets all distorted at the end, like that thing gets blown up in the middle. So it's like imagine Did you read this imagine, in like some fun trivia book or something? No, no, this is just Greg's interpretation, both right, as a twelve year old now as an adult. You know what I mean? But imagine it this uh-huh. way, Kevin. Cigarette. Like a coffee, like like a normal ass coffee pot. You know what sure, I mean? Sure. Where you got the filter, I you have, put the I've grounds some, in it, you I've shut the some. thing. Imagine if we took away the filter. Okay. Then you'd still be getting the coffee. The water would still be getting run through, the, but there'd be grounds in it. Grounds. Be all fucked up. Grounds like, ah, in there. Got it. That thing that Batman blows up at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the giant that, fucking popcorn machine above yeah. him. Also, a very effective move. Like he, like 
he had no power in the situation. Then he just shoots yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. and just takes I will, over. I will say to, to speak positively about a lot of the stuff, like he, I, I like his use of gadgets in this, and I like, oh, I yeah. like how he's like they, they, they. Joel Schumacher was like, you know, we could do way more with some of the action sequences and actually have some of the choreography. Like when he, uh, it doesn't make any sense because the vault, the bank vault weighs probably like four hundred tons. But like when he swings it back in, I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty. Right cool. in the same hole. Right. Yeah, puts it right in the perfect same. I was like, oh, that's kind. Of, that was kind of cool. That's a, that's such a Batman thing to do. They um, just like rewound the footage. Yeah, yeah like, totally. Yeah, but um, but there's just moments where because I think they couldn't stick literally stick a lot of the landings, they cut away from some of the action. Namely, when he's supposed to like land in the in the Batman chair, or excuse me, in the chair oh, the, when he uh, slides the down the thing, yeah, yeah, or when he slides down these things, when he does all these things, I'm like, oh, that's such a cool start to it. But they couldn't figure out how to shoot it in a way where it made sense to end it, so they just cut Dude, away from it to the outside. They could just shoot it's, it because that slide doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, that's they couldn't like, figure it out because by the it way, doesn't do make sense. That, do you think that anyone that cleans Bruce Wayne's office is like, why does he have a trap door? Need this desk. No, nobody notices. No, it's a lot like Batman 66. It's a lot like Batman 66, right? Where, yeah, they do things and cut away at the last second so they don't... Like when fucking uh, Two-Face jumps out of his helicopter that he's put the club on to drive it into the first the, you know, oh statue God, of Gotham. And then he jumps out and Batman sits down and Batman looks like, oh, and like you see the rotor blades start going into the skull of the fucking statue. We still get Batman. Oh, and then it's like he 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 explodes and then you're like, was Batman in there? We just get this like him jumping out of the fucking thing. To the water. Then he's in the water. You're like, is he drowning? And again, it's them rewinding the footage of him going up. But here's what's weird about that shot is we actually get, we do get a shot of him rather kind of nimbly reaching out and pulling himself quickly out of like whoever stuntman was pulled himself out of the window and jumped out, which is cool. I was like, oh, that was dope. But then there's other moments where like you he's about to do something and we just cut away. And I'm like, I don't understand why we needed to do that because Val Kilmer can actually move fairly well in the suit. And, it's a and good suit to Tim's to Tim's point. Like there's a moment at the end where um or not at the end, I think it made midway where he's like, I'm going to go kill uh, Two-Face. And he's like, he's like, who try to stop me? And he's, and Bruce Wayne stands up and he's like, shirtless. He goes, I can stop you. And I'm like, oh, fuck. He actually kind of, that's kind of cool. Like he, he yeah, does Chris look O'Donnell like just looks away though. And he, he does my other favorite line from the movie. Alfred, put, hang this next to the bat suits where it belongs. Where it belongs. <laughs> you like, fucking like, and, Al, and Alfred's just <laughs> like, day. okay. And it's just like, Alfred, what the fuck? Whose side are you no, on, man? I agree. I, I like Alfred on this one. No, I, I'm right. with Alfred on this I, one. Yeah, I, I I've said it this whole, like, uh, you know, st- this version of Batman, where we've had the same Alfred now three times, he's a yeah. fucking idiot. He's got to stop letting people in, you know? All right, we're here. We're at Ragu Alf Alf, everybody. This is Rad Guys Talk oh, Alfreds, yeah. where we rank the Alfreds in the Batman Cinematic Universe. Right now, the Alfreds stand like this. Number one, Mask of the Phantasm Alfred. Number two, 1989 Alfred. Number three, Batman Returns Alfred. And number uh, four, 66 Alfred. Where do we want to put Batman Forever Alfred? I, what are we crediting him with with this one? Like, what's his claim to fame? I mean, he supports Robin. Yeah, okay. he, like Bruce and, Wayne at no point acts as a foster father but, or ward to him. Only uh, Alfred does. But and also, he says, he says "Master Dick" a lot. Yeah, he does. He does. That's you put that on your Instagram stories, he, Andy. Big fan. <laughs> big fan of that Master Dick. <laughs> also, I, I personally, I would make the case for him to be number two on Ragu Alf Alf, where he'd be the second best Alfred we've seen so far. Because I appreciate that this Alfred has more to do. He's supporting Dick. He doesn't take uh, Bruce Wayne's shit about it. I, I love that line where he's like, and I'm fucking up, but like, 
young boys seeking revenge need far less encouragement or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? He knows what's up. He makes him the fucking Robin suit. He's all about it. This, this Alfred's great. I feel I like by that. Sure. <laughs> you don't have the votes, Kevin. Suck it up. Letter, I, I, I thought he was doing a great job until there's one scene in this movie. There's one scene in this movie where I'm like, how could you not kick this kid out of the house? And it's when he's doing the laundry slash kung fu. Yeah, yeah. He mops it up. He cleans it up. Nick, I'm like, Nick took that personally, though. He saw that. No, and he was just I like, this was me. He's like, his form's <laughs> all no, wrong. From a, well, actually, his form's pretty good. But uh, from a standpoint, from from like a storytelling standpoint, I know why they put this in here. They're like, we ha- we don't have anything cool. to explain how Robin can fight. So clearly we have to show him fighting before he goes out and fights. Otherwise, it's going to be really weird that he knows. How- like, because, you know, the whole Batman fight. training with like all these masters and trying to become the best fighter slash, you know, hand combat expert the- on the planet. It makes sense that a kid that spent most of his life doing gymnastics would also be a badass, right? No. How do we show that he's a badass? How about if he wrings out his laundry with his foot? Dope. God, that's, that's cool, it. man. That's that the was one. cool. Hey, I got to say, though, in, a, in another classic Gia Harris Batman moment, we get to the circus. Oh, this God. family's flipping around. And I look at her, and I'm like, oh, she has no idea. She oh, has God. no fucking idea. Oh, no way. But she just didn't put together that it was Robin. So when, when that was revealed, it was definitely like a, oh, that's Man, Robin. Yeah. I'm like, I love it. I love it. You had great. such a better upbringing than all of us. No, she's <laughs> missing books. giant parts. of like, like, it just happens that she got with Tim, who's like, watches all these things for in review. It's true. Yeah. Like, but it I just, just worked out. She knows so much more about stuff that Tim just doesn't care about, like Shakespeare. I just, I just love it because she watched yeah. 66. Like Robin was in 66, but remember, we don't get an origin yeah, story. Yeah, there's no origin story. Right. That's going to get us playing. It's so, it doesn't sound good, Greg. So loud. Oh, so loud. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the new segment, Rock and Robin. We don't need any more segments in this. <laughs> We don't need it. Were we ready for Robin's <laughs> It's the same Robin. Why? Uh, quick question here. Why didn't we have this section for the 66? Or... Because it was the only one. just thought about it. Right, I just right, thought about right. it right now. Uh, this is the only time we could why did they? Uh, why did they try to pass oh, off a 30-year-old man as some sort of teenager? I don't know. I mean. Like, they could have just gone a little younger. Hearing. The earring was for <laughs> He was a college kid. He was a college kid. Well, also, yeah, they said really college kid multiple times. And it's like they're usually 18 when they're going to college, right? Also, he's not a college, college kid anymore. anymore. It was How the old was Chris O'Donnell in this? Yeah, because I thought I remember looking back on it when we were getting ready for this one. I was like, oh, yeah, he's 30 years old. Then I watched it. I'm like, ah, oh, he does look young. He is young here, but no, not like he's young. Like he's, he's not, he's he's not Dick Grayson. I'm a 12-year-old. Like, you know, he was born in 1970, so he was 25 when he did that movie. Wow, that was a good old. math. Man. That's pretty old. Yeah, yeah. They were going to no, get uh, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, and <laughs> he, he was, was like, like, I'm not nah, doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, he didn't <laughs> like Schumacher. I think so when, I, when here's Burton the thing. was going to do it, it was supposed to be Marlon Wayans. All right. I think this. I think Chris O'Donnell's Robin in Batman Forever is better than the 66 Robin. So I'm putting oh, I sure. Him as yeah. One here, yeah. Although he does have that line, which I thought was so good. The holy, 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 holy rusted metal, Batman. He's like, it's metal. It's metal. And it's holy. But you just, know that they, 
You know they thought they were so fucking crazy. Oh, they did. They oh, they did. Yeah. That was like, a great line. When they thought it, they were like, whoa, dude, this is crazy. Like, you and all are Andy, referencing stuff. I know you weren't born yet, but the 90s really was a buffer between the 80s and the 2000s when we were still figuring a lot My of definition. <laughs> yes. We were just figuring a lot of the stuff out. And, and you know, and they say, like, sometimes you have to just spend a lot of time failing to learn. That's what yeah, this they was. They do say that. This was a lot of experimentation and being like, we're going to nail this. And then literally in 1998, everyone looked back on this. They were like, please don't let Joel Schumacher make any more of these movies. These are abysmal. Uh, Chris O'Donnell, sticking with him for a bit, he insisted please. that he drive the Batmobile for his jury ride scene. And oh, yeah. so he did. He did. That's and then awesome. he, crashed, he crashed it into a curb. Dude, Chris O'Donnell was Wait, a in real life? thing. Cost $200,000 yeah. to fix. <laughs> uh, why Chris did O'Donnell the was fin... like a fucking thing for a while. Why, the did, the fin fin so o- why did the fin open up? There's why, a point where he's driving. Why did the Batman? Why did the Batman Returns uh, thing turn into the luge? Because Batman has to be ready for anything. Dude, I don't hey. know if you're aware of this. Real quick, I don't know if you're aware of this. In this movie, <laughs> we're shown the true purpose of the Batmobile, which is to run from villains. Yep. To run from villains. Batman drives it up a wall. He's so desperate to get away from three bad guys. He kills two of those bad guys. They get a car accident, a nuclear explosion. Then he looks out the rearview mirror and sees Two-Face going, ah, and he doesn't go, maybe I should get out of the car and beat his ass and stop him right now. He's like, I'm fucking out of here. Peace. I don't even want to be Batman. I'll explain this 45 minutes from now. There's also also a wonderful moment where, like, so so they – Obviously, in the beginning of it, he's he's setting a trap for Batman. But there's a whole solid ten minutes of this movie dedicated to a montage of them just wreaking havoc on the town and robbing yeah. everything. And I'm like, where is Batman? Oh, Isn't this quit. what Batman? We covered stops? this while you got yeah. up. We got we covered this while you got up. Yeah, and then we come back to the TV and the newscaster drives home that point that Batman doesn't talk about until later on. When he's like, I'm done being Batman, shutting all this down. Yeah, Chase has shown me the way. And now that we're here, Andy hit the song. It's time for Bell of the Batman, where we rank the love interests in the Batman cinematic <laughs> universe. Currently, it. number one is Vicky from 1989. Number two is Andrea from Phantasm. Number three is Catwoman Returns, and number four is Russian Catwoman from Six. 66. Where do we want to put the horniest horn dog Dude, ever, Chase man, Meridian? They did and not for do that, any favors. I'm going number one, man. Hell she could be yeah. Coward. Just like this. How am I coward? What's number one right now? She's terrible. Vicky Vale. Terrible. Vicky Vale's way more interesting. Vicky no. Vale sucks. Straight up no. sucks. No. Nicole Kidman no. is just no. like, I'm horny for both Bruce Wayne and Batman, and we're going to make that shit happen. And I love her looking in and just being obsessed with Batman. Every line of dialogue she has it's about it, I'm just like, Hey, so the, the scene sleep, where girl. she's like, off, "Come is she at my house at, at midnight. I'll see you later." Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah so come to my house at midnight. I'm gonna be naked and sleeping. <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah. Here's so my staying thing. up to midnight is, is real hard sometimes, you know. Yeah. Why? So, so she's like a consultant for the police. Is that what she yeah. does in this yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah. She's a criminal, so, so psychologist, right? Right. Um, I guess that makes sense. So, they, so every Total time like, like any of the big villains come out, they're like, "We got to have a, like a consultant come out and like tell us that these people are crazy." And then sit there and explain why Harvey Two Face is crazy, even though we know it. We that's Harvey irrelevant. <laughs> this they call this, him that over and over. Gonna hate it. Yeah, yeah me too. The, the character, this character is just very, very, very not good. I, I don't think it needed to be in there. It's they're not even trying to make her anywhere close to two dimensional. They just kind of shoehorned her in there to be the sex symbol and to I I I guess give Val Kilmer something, someone to flirt with when he's not hanging out on screen with Chris O'Donnell and Alfred. Um, read into that what you will. I don't know, but like, I don't know. This I, I just feel like Nicole Kidman deserves better than this. I think Chris O'Donnell, oh, yeah. 
uh, I think Chris O'Donnell's probably right where he's supposed to be. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell but, but, is better than this too. No, he Cole Kidman no, he and Chris O'Donnell deserve no, better than no, Chase don't. Meridian. No, but yeah, I've, Chase Meridian. I mean, even the name is generic and stupid. And oh it, yeah, it doesn't chase user and everything. Since like the character, Andy, what do you think of Chase Meridian? Uh, I'm I'm with Nick. I think she's just kind of a useless character. I, I hear I'll say something crazy. Uh, Kevin and Tim they're thinking of with their horn dog brains number one because she's a horn dog just like really? them. I'm saying dead last. I think even Russian Catwoman was better. I enjoyed her arc better than the Chase Meridian arc. I all know. these they, they all fucking suck. They but it's suck. just like at least this would just commits well, to what she actually is. The the rest the of them try dog. to pretend. But yeah, they put Russian a, Catwoman a thing- committed to who she was. Okay, sure, fine, but she sucked, so she's dead last besides this, right? <laughs> but, like, all these other girls, it's just like, okay, cool, there's this thin veil of pretending they're doing something else, but really, they're just a horn dog. At least this one's just straight up a horn dog, and it's not just a horn dog. She's a horn dog with conviction of being obsessed with Batman, and she's a psychologist, so it makes sense. All of that adds up to me. Again, not good, still number one. All right, so raise I your hand if you think she's better than Russian Catwoman. Every, uh, hands up! So everyone's hands are up. Raise your hands if you mind? think she's better than uh, Catwoman Returns. Me and Nick put our hands down. Tim, oh, no, Andy's hands. Andy, what are you voting? Hands down. Down. That's okay, down. then that, there you have it. Move, the though, new maybe? rankings are number one: Vicky, number two; Andrea, number three; Catwoman, number four; uh, Chase Meridian, and number five: Russian Catwoman. I hope I, 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 I want to talk O'Donnell real quick about. Those. Okay, two things I want to say, Nick. One about yeah. Chris O'Donnell. Uh, growing up in the '90s, I was a little, <laughs> a young, I was a young boy, and I didn't know who these actors were and all these like famous people. So I just heard about Chris O'Donnell, and then when InSync happened, I heard about Chris Kirkpatrick. Yeah, and sure. I didn't you realize they the were different person. people. Yeah. So I always it thought that Robin was in in InSync, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> which that is makes just a great thing to think. Uh, but I want to talk about the scene of the Batmobile going up the the wall because sure. how's it get down for the uninformed? They might look at me, Tim Gettys, and be like, Tim's going to fucking love that scene. He's going to be all about it. You couldn't be more wrong. That sucked. It was so stupid. Why was that the scene, Nick? Why was that the scene that they decided to not cut away at all? They're going to show every single part of it. it Every single going up the wall. And it's like, until the end. Until the end. What happens? It's dangling like a Christmas tree ornament. That's what happens. Two faces <laughs> like, ah, and Batman's like, ah, and you know what I mean? A war of attrition it. is what it is. They just stare <laughs> really, at each other. Yeah, really, really weird camera cuts there towards the end, too. I thought that whole driving sequence was possibly, like, the most boring action sequence in any movie. Like, well, none of I'm it was exciting. Like, none of it was, like, choreographed well. It wasn't, like... You weren't worried at any point for any of the characters. It, it's one of those things where, like, Two-Face just does not need to be in this movie at all. He could have been in the very opening of the movie, and then Batman should have arrested him, and then it should have just been Riddler's story. Because, truth be told, I wish they had dedicated more resources and better writing toward Jim Carrey. You might, I do remember Jim Carrey at this point was like, I think he had just done Ace Ventura, and he was this breakaway star from that movie. 94 was Mask and Ace Ventura, and then this is 95. Dude, this is like the one, two, three punch. And when I heard he was going to be Riddler, I was like, that's fucking perfect. And he just, I think he ad-libbed like 99% of his lines because they were like, Jim, can you say something funny here? And he's like, somebody stop me. And they're like, no, you already said that in the last movie. Can you say something else here? And he's like, that's got to hurt. Sure, cut. Let's move on. We got got nothing. We got got some fucking lights to put up. We got to move on. The um, mole line made me laugh a lot. <laughs> that's like my mole. The, no, but yeah. like, because Jim Carrey's <laughs> legitimately like, yeah. this is Jim Carrey when he was like hungry, was knocking it out of the park with every performance. And I just don't think they give him I like anything real. I, don't, I just think the writing is too Nick, bad for I, him. I think you're giving them a lot of credit to say that 
you know, if they would have taken Harvey Dent out of the movie early, then the writing would have significantly improved because they could have had more resources for it. Like, well, I'm like saying, no, I wish they had done way. that. I wish that Har yeah. Harvey Dent had been. Well, first off, can we talk about how Harvey Dent got his face when apparently yeah. Batman's just sitting in the courtroom? Courtroom, yeah. And then Love it's it. just a second too late to to get that 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 acid off of Harvey's face, or like stopping the acid from Harvey's face. Also, what the acid very person. clearly hits all of his face. All There's a face. moment where he Everywhere. holds the paper up, and it's like, oh, that's cool. And then two seconds later, it's all on his face, and he's like, ah. Yeah, I just like I don't know. I the two face two face in this just never it just doesn't work for me. I think it Harvey. Shout out to Tommy Lee Jones from Men in Black, but stay in your lane. <laughs> so so just with the Riddler though, uh, it's funny. Uh, Andy, Andy and Nick and I were talking about this, I think, on Internet Explorers a little bit. Uh, but this week, it's actually even more relevant. It's funny watching this movie because Riddler in this movie and, and Edward Nygma in this movie is exactly the same plot and acting style as Jamie Foxx in Amazing Spider-Man 2 as Electro. Like, the way the, that they're, as a, a human, they're just fucking already a cartoon character, and then they get the powers, and they're even crazier. Sure, sure. And the idea of Jamie Foxx getting another shot at a new Electro is so exciting to us because we're all like, Jamie Foxx is dope and we believe he could do a good Electro. Not based on what he had done previously as Electro, but just as the idea. Mm -hmm. Same exact thing here. I want to give Jim Carrey another shot at Riddler because I oh, bet he, he could fucking nail it. It's just, yeah, this is what we got is what we got. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah remember, it always comes down to direction, right? In writers, like they wrote it to be this way and like for him as he gets smarter to get more Jim Carrey, which... It's like, all right, I, I guess I get what, you know what I mean? Like, I, I again, I think there's like moments of brilliance in it where like, yeah, everything he does where he's emulating Bruce Wayne and like really carrying that through line, right? Of the first time they meet in the R&D lab, right? And he has all the shit around him and he's so obsessed with him. And then to see that grow and then have him do it, it's all great. But then, yeah, like uh, I know if we can blow the dust off the wig song, Andy. Is it a wig? Uh. I don't know. Wigging out with Scarpine? No. And then What's they put up, him in this terrible Excuse wig. Me. Excuse me. I have to do the intro. You did your intro 15 times. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wigging Out with Scarpino, the show within a show where we talk about wigs. Greg, what was your point? How bad Jim Carrey's short pink-haired wig is. That was pretty bad. Well, his I I, was he wearing a wig there or was he wearing a wig at the beginning of the there's a scene where off. when he does like the ear, 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 with his hands, you can totally right. see the wig line on it. You can see because I think I think his normal hair is when he's they just cut his hair to look like Val Kilmer's, right? Yeah. And I think that's so. Probably, yeah. So uh, I'm very confused by the Riddler as a villain having his own sort of makeup people, hair people. Like the yeah. idea that when Edward Nigma becomes hot. <laughs> <laughs> and has like you know his kind of his short brown hair and he's like the playboy guy and then drew barrymore is like you you don't look like bruce wayne does in a suit like what the fuck and he's like shut up or whatever but then he becomes i guess before that he's got the short pink hair and the short pink hair grows into longer weirder pink hair where he looks like a dr seuss character right i'm just very confused by a lot of his evolution <laughs> like we don't really see a whole lot it's almost changes, but he's getting crazier suits and shit really bizarre so Andy, what you're saying is logically in this movie, he would have to be wearing a wig at some point because yeah. there's no p possible way his hair could go long, short, long, short, long, short. And right? pink brown, pink brown. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah wait, this, this might be one of the rare cases where wigging out is actually in the movie, like it's in the world. Built into, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, think, I think the pink wow. hair is part of the disguise for him. And then it's impressive, impressive. So do all we think all the, I know is, do we think the brown hair when he's hot, Edward Nigma, is the wig 
I think so. And then I think when he takes wow. it off, it's that pink hair. Because I think, yeah, like Batman, sense. he's really the Riddler, and he's dressing up like Enigma now. How did his hair I grow so fast? <laughs> because he's taking his Hims vitamins, baby. Or keep uh, that's true. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this episode... Not a great segue. Brought to you by Me Undies. Undies oh. <laughs> believes okay. that comfort is more about uh, is more than what's touching your skin. It's about feeling comfortable in your skin, your skin, not someone else's skin. You need to remember that, Me Undies, baby. This isn't a Michael Myers movie, but it is almost Halloween, which means you can now match your undies to the spookiest season of all time. I thought yes. they were about to say this. I didn't know where they were going your with body. it. Yeah, I didn't know where they were going uh, with it. Uh, Me Undies just launched three new Halloween prints. So whether you're into cats, bloods, or skeletons, they've got something right up your haunted alley. Oh, God, Nick, that one was for you. Yeah, it is. That haunted Bloods? alley. Like the gang? <laughs> I don't think I think it was supposed to be singular blood, like you're into blood or ghosts. But Tim <laughs> likes to make everything a little bit more um, risque. Uh, their undies grow on trees. Seriously. They're made from the, from the most irresistibly soft natures, natural fibers sourced from beechwood trees never run out of undies with me undies membership a subscription that sends new pairs right to your door joey noel's doing this she just got some with dinosaurs on them very okay. exciting stuff uh, me undies has a great offer for you guys for any first-time purchasers you can get 15 percent off and free shipping me undies also has their problem-free philosophy yes uh if you're not satisfied satisfied with any product for any reason they'll refund or exchange it no caveats no questions caveat word of the day what a good great, one great uh, to get Mm-hmm. To get your 50% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. And next up, shout out to HelloFresh. You can get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. HelloFresh offers convenient delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. Recently, Gia made some for this household. It's a little uh, pork ragu. Big fan of that. Uh, HelloFresh offers so many delicious options every week to help you break out of your recipe rut and try new things. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients so you're not overbuying, which is a burden on the planet and your wallet. Do not burden those things. Keep your fridge stocked by adding extra proteins or sides like garlic bread to your weekly order. Kev, what's your thoughts on garlic bread? I love it. I love it so much, Tim Tam. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 80morning and use code 80morning to get a total of $80 off across five boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Again, that is HelloFresh.com slash 80morning. Do it. So so we're not doing plot. We are. I mean, we are, but we're doing it the fun way where we're just having. We have so much to say about this movie. We just keep talking about parts of it. Yeah. Okay. And also, there's no plot. So <laughs> let's make our box. Uh, Andy. I, I, can we all talk about the fact how cool we thought it was when Robin stole the Batmobile? <laughs> Did we think it was cool? I got so it pissed was, at that moment. Cause I love, I love him driving through the thing. I love him. I love the neon gang. I love, Doesn't Batman kiss the girl? That was all great. It was what? the breakdown for me in communication. Was that of, great? It was that the breakdown of communication for me where Alfred somehow let him steal the Batmobile. That's, that's exactly what I wanted hey, to bring up. We brought you in our home. Be cool. Bruce Wayne's Batman. All right, cool. All right, let me show you. Where are you going? What are you doing? Stop. He definitely he definitely strong armed him a little bit, you know, and that scares me for sure. I really wanted like uh, in my head, I see him rolling down the stairs, landing, you know, in the and he sees like all the gadgets. And he looks at Alfred standing there, and Alfred just like to raise a gun and just shoot him. Like, we, can't, we can't have any witnesses here. We he just falls into the pit. I legitimately <laughs> thought Mickey that's Vail. what he needed to do. 
Also, yeah. <laughs> hiding the door to um, the bat cave behind just a thing that turns. Rotating. Yeah. Seems yeah, real stupid. Man, you know, Bruce Wayne's got this weird channel system to shoot him through in this futuristic pod. Shuttle. But for fucking Alfred to go, it's just he just pushes a thing and it spins around. Like, and don't even get me started on the security systems of the Batcave. Once the intruder is in, can the systems do anything other than scream no. intruder alert? No. This happens Greg. twice in this movie. It was the Greg, 90s. But, Greg, but here is why the security is so bad. The fact that you're hearing intruder alert, intruder alert, and the Batmobile is like revealing I'm still coming stuff. up. I'm still coming up. <laughs> <laughs> like you What's think it would like be hidden. Shut it's down. Like, like, the yeah. first, the first like trip laser you hit starts bringing the Batmobile up. The second one sets off intruder alert. But once the Batmobile starts, there's no way to stop it. <laughs> yeah, the third one just starts shooting user manuals at you, just so you can figure out how to pilot all this shit. Yeah. So I when the it, when the alarm was going off, I, I I watched this movie a couple days ago, so I don't remember exactly what was weird about it. But they were saying those words weird, right? It kept going on. It, like I think it was alert, intruder alert, like, intruder alert, intruder alert, intruder. It was like alert. that. I, there was something like ah, I need to I need no, to watch no, it Tim, again. Tim, you're not wrong. Tim, you're not wrong because it was being said in a weird way, where you can tell they obviously added that sound effect in way later because they didn't really decide on what it want what they wanted it to sound like because it sounds bizarre and you don't really fully know that it's saying intruder alert unless you see the subtitle that says intruder alert and then when the Riddler's in there he's going intruder alert intruder alert or whatever and it sounds intruder alert like, shut up it sounds nothing like what the thing is saying so you could tell that like they had a total uh, a different decision on what it should go and what should it sound like which like you know by the way the the movie could has way worse issues than the intruder <laughs> alert sounding I, I do want to give a shout out to the fact that the 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 bat wing is just hanging upside down that's how he stores cool. it <laughs> And I'm it's, like, it's I have so to imagine bad. that it comes down to him. Otherwise, can you imagine him climbing into it? And he's like, we got to figure out a different way. I, yeah, I can see him doing that, though. Climbing into it and trying to get into it. But it's like upside down. And he's like, all right. Yeah. Why right, do I always it. do this? Why do I always okay. Again, okay. Here's the thing. Shout out to YouTube. I just typed in intruder alert Batman forever. And it was there. <laughs> like, God, okay. that's great. Perfect. They're saying intruder alert. Okay. Alert. That's how they uh, do you want to send me the link on uh, Discord and I can open it up yeah, and we can all hear it? That's the that's the Gotham accent. It's British. It's yeah. true. Yeah, that's, cool. that's exactly <laughs> what it is. That's exactly what it is. Now, and that's the thing about like uh, again, him being a college age Dick Grayson. Uh, whether he's going to be you know twenty five or if he's going to be eighteen. Or whatever why did he need a ward though, or why did he but, he need to become a ward? Well, they they didn't do that, right? They just he remember he, they Bruce is going to let him walk. It's not like he's adopting him. It was very much like, hey, you've got nobody fix chill out here and figure it out and then it's just when they fucking hey you can have a fucking free motorcycle and a nice no, burger if you no, stick but, around no 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 but why that's a good point because he mentions he goes you saved me a ton of paperwork at the yeah. fucking like social social services but kevin's point is if my like if i'm 25 years old and my family dies that i there's no i just there's go no to the social funeral. yeah there's nothing else i don't i just go and back you to have my to throw the funeral one to two bedroom apartment that i live in by myself because <laughs> i'm a 25 year old man there's nobody needs to help me at all with this I mean, stuff okay. all you need to do is like he hey, must, social services all right he, must, he was 17 yeah he was 17 he certainly didn't look 17 no but he it, but canonic, a, canonically he was 17 they should have made him more thing, younger so anyways, back yeah. to this bat, b- b- bat cave business, though. It's like, this is one of those things where, like, when, you know, he wants to get in the room and Alfred's like, Master Dick, and he's like, hey, Al. Oh, okay, cool, you're all the way up there. And he, That would work so much better if he was 12 years old. 
if yeah. he was the 12 year old comic book gymnast dick grayson coming down there yeah because at 17 like fucking boundaries fucker get out of here enjoy yeah, the burger also, and the motorcycle that i haven't seen you work on once in this movie and how also, slow does that door close jesus so Christ. Down, like, or how fast does he come down <laughs> he he's going down fast he's not coming down fast <laughs> it takes almost forever. almost Andy, almost as slow as people fall at the end of this movie when he's when he's saving both of them and this was also this was always the thing that bothered me when i first saw this i was like all right let me get this straight you jumped off to save two people. It took 45 minutes for them to almost hit the bottom of the thing. And then when you get when we save Chris O'Donnell, it's very slow and, and you pretty much destroy all the tension from the scene. Doesn't matter. And then Harvey Two-Face Dent falls off and you just watch him fall. You just go, well, I guess I don't. I guess that's the old Batman Begins line. I'm not yep. going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. That's killing him. If you have the power to save someone by jumping off and shooting your cool again, Tim, very cool little grappling hooks from the from from your forearm hooks uh why not save him but let's be honest we all just want these people to die i i love the idea of robin afterwards being like i wanted to do that you said we should no he they cut they yeah. cut to him and he's like yes yes like bloodthirsty <laughs> just coming in his pants because he just Whoa! killed the guy Jesus. oh it's terrible <clears throat> so let, let, yeah. let's talk about it really really quick obviously uh the Batmobile is stolen by Robin. I want to get back to the scene because we kind of sure. brushed off. Greg said it's a great scene. <laughs> it's just, I um, mean, it's one of the, it's one of the high points of this film. All right. It's, it's, it's got the black lights. It's got the thing. It's got Chris O'Donnell doing a very fucking stereotypical Mexican accent or Hispanic accent, I guess. Like the, the, the music. What do you want to no, you want to take a ride. What does he call the car? I don't know. Yeah. Don't do I don't it. know. But the mu- the music playing is awful. Don't do it. Um, don't do it. And, and like, and there's no, there's no real. This is a really, really good scene to sort of showcase how just bad the writing is and how bad what they wanted the audience to feel, right? Because Dick Grayson goes out there and, you know, they're like, oh, you're a bad boy or whatever. And obviously he's supposed to feel sort of slighted by that. Like, no, I'm supposed to be Batman or whatever. And then we see this future spoilers kind of, you know, coming to fruition. But then he he fights a bunch of gang members or whatever. And then he's going to be surrounded. Batman comes down to save him. And immediately goes after Batman. It was, you're supposed to be like he starts like fighting Batman, and, and like, and it's Terrible. sort of shocking as a viewer because <laughs> none, of, <laughs> none, none of those feelings, none of those feelings had been shown ever. And sure. I didn't Andy, really ba- know Batman wasn't there, you know, to save his parents. You could, but also he's like now he knows. Now he knows that if he Bruce Wayne could have just stood up and said, "I'm Batman," his parents would be alive. Andy, you don't understand the scene. He yeah, did say like, that. Yeah. But like we didn't see him be mad about like there were no there were no feelings of resentment when he figured out. Oh, yeah, when he Bruce stole Wayne the Batmobile, Batman. he just was like, yeah. "Fuck yeah, look at all these gadgets!" Like that's and again, I think this a weird turn. I think it would have worked a lot better if if he was way younger, if he didn't know how to drive, yeah. if he was like, "I am this for like twelve to fourteen year old kid." But I think one of the things that's that's kind of not insulting, but really really lazy about this is that just they just start robbing off knowing everything he needs to know to be Robin, right? And and I don't that's not the fun factor of when you're a kid. Like when you're a kid, the whole point of Robin, the Robin character is to like when you're young to think, "Oh my god, if if I just had the stuff, Batman would take me in and then train me to be a badass and I would get to train with like the best fighter on the planet and go fight <laughs> crime," right? It's it's like but it's fantasy fulfillment for children, which is which why the Robin character is there. When you just start him off as just a, an adult who doesn't really need to learn anything, it's not as fun. And they just throw him into the costume, and he's like, I-, "I guess, I guess you're as good of a fighter as this guy who has spent the last 15 years in Gotham fighting crime and like trained with all these masters in the world." It just, it just feels cheap. I can. Batman's the same way, though. 
Like Batman, you know, I never in these movies, just in this canon of what they've shown us, get the sense that he trained with any masters yeah. or anything. Yeah, yeah. that's 100%, true. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Are you sure? Because when when the Graysons are about to die, he's beating ass on the on the show floor <laughs> of the circus. He's like, beating ass. Like Bruce Wayne <laughs> is down there, ass. and you gotta you gotta assume that there's random people kind of looking around, and being like, is Bruce, Bruce Wayne is fucking kicking ass right now. Like, are you Bruce watching? For sure. Did you see him climb up that fucking spotlight, knock the guy down, and then fucking <laughs> repelling? To fight these guys? Holy yeah. shit. He is subduing all of these criminals with these weird light-up guns on the show floor. The, the light-up guns is incredible. The, the Tommy guns with like the pain. LEDs in him. I love I'm all about LEDs being yeah, really places. No, you know what? Really cool. Before hold on, before we get too far away from it, one thing I want to point out that I really enjoy is the aftermath of uh Dick stealing the car, like we were talking about or whatever. Uh and if you remember in the back cave before the I can stop you or whatever. Uh, or I don't know, that's not even there, I guess, actually. But it's the, when they're having this conversation, and, and he goes, You know, ever since Two Face killed my parents, I've been like focused on revenge. And when I was out there today, fighting those guys, even fighting you, I pictured him. And yeah. like, think about how he fought those guys versus how he fought Batman. Yeah. We're like, What are you talking train about? You, <laughs> <laughs> like, you couldn't do anything. I want to scene- back, though. I, I want to talk about the scene, though, where with this, this, this girl. Who looks like she stepped right off of the set of Saved by the Bell? Sure, I knew you were gonna say that. I don't know. Like, <laughs> they were so so Nick. Yeah, but like she's in like a denim skirt. She looks like she just came from like Beverly Hills, and she's in the worst part of Gotham. And they're like, and they're just harassing her. And then when she's done, she's like, "Wow, that was an incredibly traumatizing experience. Like I just got harassed by a bunch of guys that like bought out the fucking Dayglo face paint at the Walgreens." <laughs> But I guess I'm okay. Should we make out now? I'm like, oh my god, this character. Why, yeah, dude? God, I, I, this in here. Tim, I love, the, sorry, I love Nick, the idea of Batman over, like, over, like, hearing this conversation. Doesn't Batman ever get out a kiss? And like, whoa, who does? Who said that? Like, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> what do you like, mean, bro? Give out kisses. There was a tie-in comic that was a prequel to this, Nick, that talked about how her car broke down there and how she had to get out and like walk, and then you know, <laughs> a few things happened. She ended up here. <laughs> Makes she sense. Ended up here. Makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a really really funny scene that it's it's hard to explain right now and it's hard for y'all to grasp uh what i felt but it's so much it felt like a video game scene and you sort of need to watch it again to understand what i'm talking about but when bruce wayne first goes to visit uh what's her face um chase meridian chase meridian, chase meridian. who could forget her name chase meridian. number four Everyone. the bell of the batman list yeah uh, when when they're when he's inside of her little like a uh, psychiatrist fucking like lair or whatever, and he goes, oh, you got a thing for bats, huh? She goes, oh, it's a Rorschach. Got um, you know, it, it's you an see what you want to see. Yeah, a lot of people see what they want to see. So maybe the question should be, do you have a thing for bats? Pause. Immediate, like very very short pause. Still playing with dolls, doctor. Oh, that's a Malaysian dream warden. And it, it felt like you're like, it felt like in a game when you're yep. in a person's house and you're like just walking up to objects and it's like creating a little dialogue scene. Interactive so, objects, yeah. It was so weird because like n- nothing really <laughs> led into the next part. They were just like, we have no. to throw all these things in there and we don't really know how. Just have Bruce Wayne walk around and just talk about shit. And like, let's get some back and forth because otherwise we don't know how to make these characters interact. And, <laughs> and also have him walk about the things. It's yeah, a fucking, yeah, my yeah, follow-up sure question would be like, what else do what else do people see in this? This is a bat. It's clearly a bat. Yeah. No, it's Andy, a Malaysian dream warden. It's supposed to block your dream. Like, and then like, I don't know. It just it was terrible. Sup, Kev? Uh I was just to say that the it's a bat. Like, where they have that bat moment. That's another moment where I was like, all right, Bruce, you got to get that gun. She knows too much, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
uh, a fun I, little I will... fact here for you I would, about Tim Burton. Tim Burton said, quote, I always hated those titles like Batman Forever. That sounds like a tattoo that somebody would get when they're on drugs or something. <laughs> or something some kid would write in the yearbook to somebody else. What? Weird. I have high problems with some of those titles. And uh, it was rumored that Burton was considering the title Batman Continues while he was still slated to direct. Not great. <laughs> Batman 3, way better than Batman <laughs> Continues. Batman Keep again. Going. Keep going, Batman. Keep going. I um, There's a scene <sighs> later on. Um, oh, God damn it. I, fuck, I lost my train of thought. There's like all these. There's just so many really, really funny scenes. Oh, uh, towards the end. When the Holy Rocks, Batman, the Holy fucking whatever the hell, uh, when they're finally sort of on this fake island or whatever. And Tommy Lee Jones, which, by the way, like Two-Face, you got to be a little bit more dynamic. The serious side yeah. of Two-Face can't be a maniac. And then the this maniac side of Two-Face, Maniac 2.0. Like, you got to have <laughs> some sort of dynamic because, like, he walks out and he's like, you got a little of this. Had a little of this, and it's like no. You got like you got to make. The yeah, other that was the, that was the like, same tone. You get a taste of. You get a taste of. You get a taste of what you want right when uh, at the very end when Two Faces got the drop on Batman, Robin, and Chase, and he's like, "No, nah, I get to kill you." And Bruce is or Batman's like, "Don't you aren't you forgetting your coin, Harvey?" And he's like, "You're right, Bruce." You always were a true friend. It's like, oh yeah, like I want more of that, right? Yeah, Where yeah. it's like, yeah, because even like in the beginning when we get introduced to Two Face in the second Bank of Gotham, right? They shoot it the entire way on regular Tommy Lee Jones side, where he's giving this whole justice fucking monologue, and then he turns to his blind seeking work, and he, they like focus and bring up the purple light on his face. It was like, yes, play more of that duality, but yeah, no, it's never done other never. than the fucking weird ass you know hideout he has where they're eating filet mignon on one side and, and roasting the other i i think it's too much uh I, I think it is too much you all mentioned it earlier it just it's him and jim carrey trying to one-up each other it's just what yeah that's all it feels and and like did you all talk about how they hated each other for this movie didn't talk about it but that Not was one of the things is that that's like uh, a known thing yeah is that uh tommy lee jones straight up told jim carrey he doesn't like his movies and jim carrey was like fuck you he was just like, leave me together. alone. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not. Was really this, was it from the Drew, uh, Drew, Jim Carrey uh, documentary? Is that right? The Netflix? Because I remember hearing the story from him over like, he, uh, the first day of the set, Jim Carrey walked over and was like, I'm a huge fan, Mr. Jones, excited to work on this thing. And he's like, I have no respect for you or your movies. <laughs> and he was like, ah, fuck yeah. you. Um, the, uh, the, the scene I wanted to talk about though was just like, <laughs> Robin is doing his thing on the ground floor. And I think by this point, Batman is up doing something with riddler or whatever but robin's like on this rock like on that little island thing and then uh -huh. tommy Lee jones like jumps out with his gun he's like ah and immediately gets his shit kicked in like yeah. he immediately gets like, a roundhouse <laughs> to the face and he's on the ground immediately <laughs> like, like tommy Lee jones what was the plan bro like you was like it just wasn't very good and that led into that's from my dad and from my mom and from, yeah, like, that's yeah, what my brother i like i you know tommy lee jones i think more of is like men in black or uh no country for old men right is yeah, that right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I always think of him as like this older subdued actor that takes serious roles and so to watch this again with more you know i guess what 20 years of tommy lee jones in front of it in like all the weird like the he does so many like vocalization like and it's totally like oh my god it is the 66 batman it is what they're yeah. going for right Which it's, sucks it's, they do they do a lot of that during the bank uh or the jewelry stealing scene yeah. where they're just kind of like wreaking <laughs> havoc and it's just a lot of like him and jim carrey going ah, like crazy yeah, yeah. like they're like sucks, lego villains man.
Yeah. Uh, real quick, too, I want to give a shout out. This is something I should have given you guys for extra credit homework, but it's something if you ever watch Batman Forever again. Uh, I'd seen it going or making the rounds on Twitter a couple weeks ago, months ago. I don't even know. But it was like, shout out to the stunt devil who plays Alfred uh, in, in this scene. And it's the one where they hit him with the cane and he falls he down falls and they come in. And like, if you go back and watch it and you watch Alfred, when he gets knocked out and falls down, he knows he puts the tray too far over. So he has to push it immediately. That way, uh, Jim Carrey can open the door and get into the, in the next like thing. Wow. It's like a fun little like, oh, look at that. That's cool. That's professional. That's, that's, that's like movie that. magic right now. Can we talk about really Happy quickly? Halloween. Um, how insane their fucking cod pieces are. Oh, they're like, big. God. Oh, my God. So big. And it's that you almost have this moment where, you know, we see Bruce Wayne, we see Batman in the new sort of stealth suit, whatever the night vision thing that's like his new advanced suit. And it's got a giant ass cod piece. And then. What do you think, Alfred? Should we go by sea or by air? And then Robin, what about both? And Jeez. he reveals himself with his giant fucking codpiece. Yes. And there's a moment where they kind of were like they they dick meet to dick. face to face. And yeah, and Bruce Wayne kind of does this like it's a big fucking dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Alfred, come on, bro. Like, I swear, I swear to God, and I could have been I, I I watched it late last night. And of course, Tim, my TV is a plasma, so it's gonna be a little bit more contrasty and cast some shadows, but like there was a moment where Chris O'Donnell turned, and I swear to God, they carved a little bit of the tip into the bottom of the oh, Jesus. I, I kind of saw that. I kind of saw that. In the I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. They're so big. It was All ridiculous. Right. Are we so big? And now earlier, I thought we were going to hit a, a little segue, natural segue point, but we decided I think, to, I think, go to Ragu Alf Alf uh, <laughs> because Greg says that's a good suit. And best bat suit time yeah. best bat suit time we're saying it about the bat suits uh, yeah, podcast with a podcast with a podcast with a podcast with a podcast welcome to the best gonna, bat suit i was podcast. gonna say bat suit bat suit chat in chat in gonna oh, write the, the bat suit. It's zoot suit. It's zoot tim what was your song gonna be good. i wasn't gonna have a song fucking coward uh right now for best bat seats we have number one phantasm number two batman returns number three 89 batman number four 66 bat suit where do we want to put the batman forever bat suit now i've pulled just them all the up one. if you want to see on the images here just the one he wears throughout predominantly the normal one not the stupid yes, sonar thing at the very Wait, why i feel oh, like this, the sonar is the stupid suit, sonar thing. this well no it's got both so the one on the right is oh, you're right, the, you're the suit he wears no worries no worries which i think actually I mean, the center suit's ridiculous, so let's just talk about What's the What's ridiculous about it? The ears the, the finally sonar, look cool. They don't the look stupid. Suit, yeah, the sonar suit only looks crazy here because it is in full lighting, yeah. and that's the material of it. It's supposed to be kind of reflective-ish, uh, like a gunmetal sort of right. reflection. Because it absorbs um, sound, guys. But I do think that the head, the cowl and the headpiece on the sonar suit looks a little too much like mid-90s Oakley. Like sure, because the fins, because the lines, going, yeah, the ridges. Yeah, they they went for a lot of like the technical lines. Not a huge fan of it. The regular suit, I think, looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I think it looks really cool. Yeah, I always thought it looked pretty cool. It was a nice iteration on on the two that came before, or specifically the eighty nine bad suit. So I always thought they kind of did a good job with that. I just don't. I think Val Kilmer from like the nose down looks good, but it always bothered me that his eyes that like that they had to cut out the extra holes in the left and right of his eyes because his eyes are just a little too close together. <laughs> They and then are. when he smiles, when he smiles, <laughs> I, I was never like, never, that. never smile ever again in this suit. Please don't do that. His eyes are just really close together, Nick. Because you're Batman. Yeah, you are Tim, Batman. what do you think? But that was a moment I, just for him. Like, you know what I mean? Batman's allowed to smile every so often when he turns around he like just, that. 
this one's Very low bad. for me. Like, I, I would wait. Even the sonar put one. This, yeah, both of them. I, I would have put this probably like uh, above sixty-six. So number th- wow. now number four. Yeah. And see, that's what that's where I'm torn up with. Like, I don't the sonar suit. I think if anything drags it all down. What? And so if we, I feel like got to enter him in in different categories if we're doing yeah. that. Maybe nah. we should. Uh, I, Andy? Well, you mean like having an advanced suit ranking? No, no, I'm saying, well, yeah, now we rank the normal Batman Forever suit and then the sonar Batman. We put two suits onto this list. I think we should oh, do no, that. We, have, we cannot do a combination yet because I think. Okay. Yeah. Then I would say right now, then getting sonar suit out of the way, I would put dead last. Sonar. I hate the sonar suit. I think it looks okay. stupid. That's I think crazy. the Oakley thing is a great way to put it. He can't turn his head. It, it, he, he loses all flexibility. I think it's the worst. Okay. I just hate how shiny they are. It's just like well, this, look, don't, this looks don't, like don't say, they. don't say they don't say they uh, both of them, though. I know, but we're talking about sonar suit right I now. Put, I put them both in the same place. I'm voting sonar You're suit dead on. last. Where does anybody want anybody want to argue for where sonar suit should go? I mean, I think it should go much higher than that. But you, you guys are. I, I think above last. 66. For like, sure. It's for 66. sure above 66. Yeah. The 66 suit's iconic and fun. This That's suit's iconic. boring and shitty. Nobody cares about this suit. I'm with Greg. Greg has it's my vote. Cool. Greg, I'm just giving you my All right, Tim, you're the vote breaker. Is it above 66 or not? Uh, uh yeah all right thank you right. well you're there stupid you idiots that was anti-climax. Um, I, I do want to say though that the was standard it? regular suit the standard huh? normal suit that he wears throughout the the most of the movie yeah. just reminds me of a better return suit i yep. think yeah. it 100 and i think it works better because i think val kilmer is taller and has a bigger frame so when he's on camera they did a little bit more to not make the head look like this giant fucking thing that will topple over if you don't if you aren't strong enough and he looks more proportionate. He looks I, more like he should be, where it's like the head isn't this fucking overbearing thing, and he's got good shoulders. Body looks great. I think it's. Now a, do you do you dock it all for having the bat nipples? This is of course something that is Batman. Batman and Robin get mocked a lot for this, but wait, it's really Batman Forever bit. that started. A wait, little bit. Batman Returns doesn't have the bat nipples. No, because right no. here, this second, this third suit is the Batman Returns suit, right? No, no that's suit. Batman no, Forever that's normal suit. Val Kilmer. That's the suit you just watched. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, the Anyways. nipples kind of threw me off. Not a fan of the nipples. I don't fun. like the nipples either. That's why I think I feel like to, you know, for to make it fair, go. I think I put it I think I would put it number 3 below Batman Returns above 89. Put it right there in that sweet spot. Cuz I do think again, this suit's awesome. I love the I love how uh, thin it is on his face. I love that contour they put it in. He's able mm-hmm. to move. It sticks to his face yeah. the whole time. Yeah, the fight Except, scenes I think look better in this suit. Yeah, I will. I you know what? I'm fine. with Greg. Number two, right? Is what do you have it? No, I said number three. So put oh, it no. up. It returns above it, 89 below it. Split the difference. Sounds good. Because I don't. I don't like the bat nipples. I. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Mask of Phantasm was number one. Correct. I'm still leaving that there. That that's the classic yeah, Kevin Conroy iconic. Yeah, I would. I would go for number three as well, Greg. I think you made a great call. I, I'm with you. Anybody else want to fight? Nope. All right. Batman Forever enters in a normal suit. Batman Forever normal. And I, I, I love, I'll tell you what, the, the best thing about the stealth night suit, night vision Oakley suit is mm-hmm. flying in the fucking jet. And 
Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> the fucking, <laughs> just like '66, right? Where like fucking Commissioner Gordon up there and now the turn it off. Wait, oh wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you think that Commissioner up? Gordon is like a secret alcoholic and he's like, thank God we don't have to do anything, Batman? I don't here. think it's. A secret. I don't think it's a secret at yeah. all. <laughs> he's just out there. They're on that roof just partying. Do you think like when the second Batman goes by, he's like, all right, turn off the light, kick up the barbecue. Let's have a let's let's have a little late night. Yeah, boys, the city's yeah. safe. We don't need to worry about nothing. They don't do. Shit. Shit, the police in this movie do nothing. It's such a useless uh, character to have him in there. I want to say the uh, the secret invitation at midnight. Yeah. yeah. Where Batman, the, the like, hot. it's so bad, I I sort of assumed it was a dream sequence that was going to be make-believe. <laughs> sure. And it kept on going and going. I was like, oh, this is real. Like, this, she's actually... Like kissing <laughs> him really and, happening. I'm not feeling anything though. I I like someone else. Like it's just God when he turns most, around and smiles. This movie is full of unbelievable shit. Obviously, it's a superhero movie, but this is the most unbelievable of any of the scenes because it like this is just not how human beings would act. Like it's so fucking bizarre. It it was really really off putting for me. Hated it. Understandable. Yeah. No. No. I I think we all agree with that. Yeah. That it was not it was not done well yeah. there. What's up? And it's also the thing like. You know, remember that that is like, when did she make the flip on Bruce Wayne? You know what I mean? She doesn't know until she kisses Batman. It's like, this yeah. is some weird messaging all around. Yeah. I mean, really for 99% of the movie, they're not connecting at all. And she's just like, listen, I got to be, she's like straight up with him. She's like, you got to do one, have a shot here, buddy. I'm into Dude, this guy that runs around. And I mean, around. again, uh, more power to her. Like, I yeah, appreciate no, 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 it. But I, she's I like, listen, that. it's just, uh, I'm here to fuck. I don't want to fuck you. I want right. to fuck Batman. And she's like, you know what? Cool I do want to fuck you. I don't want to fuck Batman anymore. Yeah, it's just, it's very That's weird. why she but should I have mean, ranked higher. All right. She was very she, honest and clear with what she wanted. There was a podcast fair, in the podcast in her head. She's like, which Batman do I, or which guy do I want to fuck more? <laughs> um, I do like that they tried to like tie her in with the B story, which, you know, I, you know, these movies don't necessarily um need to emphasize too much but i do like they try to have some a level of dimension to bruce wayne's like psyche and his character and like how he was like oh i'm trying to remember more things about this traumatic event that happened and, and in doing so mm-hmm. he kind of like heals a little bit where he's like i don't really need to be batman anymore because i've kind of just i'm okay with this and i could have a normal life but it's oh. only for five seconds and what? then they, the security <laughs> completely fucking fails at the at the uh the mansion what did he remember like the red notebook his dad's journal he was hey, like, but the, there was the no revelation there. Totally. No, it's how he found the fucking cave. It's Which fucking, we it's already good. saw in the last movie, right? Didn't he no. fall in the cave? No? No? No, he never fell in the cave. He just... The parents died in the first one. We saw the pearls I'm thinking like of the that. animated movie where they... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I will say yeah. this, though. I, I go, just back to the, the, the suit thing. I just want to shout out to Robin's suit. I've always loved the suit. Greg, we had a very... Uh, a very contentious episode of KF Podcast where it was you, me, and Kevin, and no, you, me, was Barrett there? Yeah, I think I Barrett. Who was yeah, there. I don't I think, think Barrett Barrett you and me were there. You and me were there. Barrett was running the show, and Nick was there as well, and we were ranking all the bat suits. Uh, bef- and you know, obviously, that was the unofficialist or whatever. But sure. I said I love <laughs> the Robin suits in the movies, and I got a lot of shit for it. Mm-hmm. And I just want you all to say that I was right. Is what I want to happen right now. That you should write a chip for it. You don't think Robin had a cool ass suit in this movie? I don't. I, like, my problem with the with the suits in this movie are they're just too shiny and bright. It's because they're like too well lit at, at all times. Yeah, but it's like that that was a choice. The Robin suit's so cool. And on top of that, the, so the way Robin gets his suit is really late. <laughs> so dumb. It, it's set up as a get hype moment, and it, it is not. 
<laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rock and Robin. Suits. Welcome back, everyone. Robin suits in the Batman Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Uh, let's where so right now, obviously by default, we have the 1966 Robin as the number one Robin suit. Do we think this suit from Batman Forever for Robin is better than that iconic Batman 66 Robin suit? Yes. Here, here's the thing. I, I actually, I'm kind of with Andy on this. Where I like the design of it. I liked when he came out. It was muted colors and it matched the Batman suit. I just hated the fact that they were like, "We're gonna just, we're just gonna run with this one earring, huh? That's gonna be the thing that happens." One earring okay. and the biggest dick ever. Like it's That's just, it's a dick. distracting dick. It's, it's yeah. so. I, I love, uh, I love the matte sort of metallic look to it. I think it's so cool. I think the green and the red they chose were perfect for it. Like it's. It's not they're not too saturated. It's just a sleek ass fucking suit. I think it looks so cool, man. Uh, Here's what I got to say. Here's what I got to say. I got to agree with Andy and I apologize for any shit Andy got on the podcast about the Robin suit being good. All right. This was a good Robin suit. I enjoyed it. It's better than the 66 Robin suit. We've said it. I don't think that it is a good suit. However, I have to be consistent with my rankings and I put Batman Forever suit over 66 Batman. So I have to put this over Robin. God, those dick pieces are so big. I'm They're looking at huge. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see them. Oh it my reminds God, me of, Nick. It, Nick, it, in it, this we, photo, it looks like they did sculpt the, the little tip in. Yeah. Yeah, it's there. Wait, why it reminds me it? of when you when uh, uh, Richard Donner talks about Superman and like when they'll do interviews with him and there's a bunch of documentaries and stuff. But like in particular of like how much they went through with the suit and how there is basically a decision of either he has to he has to have the biggest dick in the world or it, it shouldn't be noticeable. And they went with the not noticeable way, whereas Batman Forever was like biggest dicks in the oh world. All right, God. yeah. Kev, look at this Kev, thing. Look at please, bring, please bring that's this up. I, that's what I'm saying. That is, I, I that, I crazy. that is a dick. That's his dick tip. All right, sorry. Hold on. I, this is so annoying to open. Now, open. here's the thing, I, Andy. I think I, I'm with you. I think the suit is a, a cool iteration on the Robin suit, but Robin in general, like the first time we see him with the helmet and he's got a Robin sprayed on it, I'm like, that's the dumbest fucking thing oh, I've Lord. ever seen. Yeah. I think Robin only makes sense. It if looks he's like drunk. it's bending the wrong way too, right at the end there. Well, that's how mine bends, Kevin. How's your bend? That's how I look in my meundies. Tim, stand up, take your pants off. <laughs> it's the, it's the one to one comparison. Yeah, man. It's, it's so egregious, dude. It's so egregious. It's all Give me with some haiku and review, baby. Well, hold on, hold on, real quick before we do that. How cool was it for you guys, the really, really big comic fans who understand this shit, for him to go, what should I name myself? The something something? Nightwing? What should yeah. I be my name? Was that, that was cool, cool for y'all? That was cool. It was cool. That was cool. It was cool. nowhere near as cool as when he's trying to leave and, and Bruce is like, Circus got to be halfway to Metropolis by now. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. That was cool. Oh, that was yeah. Cool. I didn't yeah. even catch that. I didn't even catch that. That's crazy. Seven syllables in the middle. Uh, you need uh. five for the first and last line. <laughs> if you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Do, 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 do. Uh, when we were doing the rigmarole to all this, it got sidetracked really fast. So I didn't give a shout out to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed and Al Tribesman. Thank you very much for supporting us. Uh, and also, you can support us by going to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to write your review in haiku form, just like Jules Venato did. Riddler has a plan. For if knowledge is power, that a god I am. They also leave a note saying, I came into this expecting to cringe and laugh at the movie. And while it has its moments, Jim Carrey was awesome. I love Chris O'Donnell's Robin. And the movie has so many let's fucking go moments that I would wound up enjoying the hell out of it. Joe Merton says, we remember Seal. But let us not forget that you too also slaps. You too did have oh, a song in this yeah, show. That's right. true. 
Wait, am I crazy? And was was Kiss from Rose in the movie? No, no, it's no. the it's second the ending. It's the credits, second right? credit song. You okay. get the YouTube song, and then you get Kiss from Rose. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. You uh, remain my poem. Liz Lawson says, "Batman and Robin, they're more than friends. They're partners. Rubberized nipples." Uh, Blackjack says, "Robin is thirty. Riddler tries to play dirty. Chase is so thirsty." <laughs> Man, I, don't know if, I don't know if we're gonna beat that one. Uh, but the last one here, we got Chad Van saying, "My childhood Batman." But wow, this movie's horny. So very, very horny. Very. <laughs> horny. <laughs> oh, meet me man. here. Meet me here at midnight. <laughs> like what? Like, damn, meet my birthday at midnight. I'll be asleep and naked. That, that's late, man. That's real late. I don't uh, mind being. I don't mind the naked part. It's just like, why are you asleep? <laughs> well, because yeah, that is weird. If she was you, planning on it. <laughs> you don't think he got there right at midnight, right? He was like a little late. Oh uh, yes, I do. As horny as Batman is, yes, I think eleven eleven forty five. He's across the way. Like, See, can I fucking oh, is it look, does it look it. desperate if I show up now? True. <laughs> Nicole Kidman had her iPhone alarm set for five minutes before midnight to wake up and get ready. She was just sure. taking a little nap, a bat nap, nap, right? Yeah, oh, nap, she knew know, that energy. Nap, whatever it is. Also, hey, yeah, shout out he to the, by the way to we talked about it being the same universe. I appreciate that she's like, I read up on you. Like, what do I need? Le- skin tight leather and a whip? Yeah. Hot. Uh, all right. Did we miss any of the things? I don't think so. We got the Batmobile. We got the Batsuit. Are you suit. fucking kidding? Andy, hit the Ragu Bagu song. Oh, God, you're right. Damn, you suck at right. right. You're right. Ragu. Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys and Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast within a podcast within a podcast where we rank the Batman Cinematic Universe villains and, of course, the Batman themselves uh, right now for Ragu Bagu as it stands or AKA Ragu Roga, the rogues gallery. We have number one, 89 Batman's Joker, number two, Phantasm Joker and the Phantasm number three, Batman returns Max Penguin and cat. And then number four, 66 Batman Catwoman, Riddler, Penguin and Joker. Where do we want to put Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, Two-Face and the Riddler? I mean, this list is already so fucked that it's hard for me to put them anywhere. understand it. I say, for me personally, I would put them. Uh, I put them at number four, so above sixty-six, below Batman Returns. Sure. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Wait. I think I'd put them above Batman Returns, but I don't care. It's, it's bad list. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like Penguin I, I, I sucked. Would, I, I would put them above Returns. Thank you, Andy. Thank you for validating me. And, and wait, 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 hold on. What's one and two again? Number one, Joker from 89. Number two, Phantasm. Number three, Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Number four, Catwoman. Or I'm 66 right now. So we got to figure out where we want to put them. I, yeah, I mean, okay, like, I'll again, like, they're so campy and so weird. Like, I feel like it just doesn't, I don't know. In general, I just don't feel like they fit the universe. They're both good actors. They have their moments and everything else, yada, yada, yada. But, like, I think Batman Returns was a more enjoyable cast of rogues. I agree. Okay. okay, so then let's let's do it the old school way. Who thinks Batman Forever's villains are better than 66? Raise your hand. Everybody hands are up. Who thinks they're better than Batman Returns? Right now it's just uh, Kevin and Andy. That means that Batman Forever villains enter at number four. Then for Ragu Bat Guys, where we rank the Batman, uh, 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 Batman. Right now we have it as shit. Did we not rank this? Did we not do this segment last time? I don't have a listing, Tim, for where we put Conroy. Do you? Sounds like you're a bad host, Greg. Fuck, God damn it! I knew it would blow my face. <laughs> he got you. 
<laughs> now uh, maybe you rushed I, me. I do not maybe have the Batman me. down. All right, then hold the on. Then we have to rank two. Then for rag for rag for ragu bat guys, we have number one Michael Keaton eighty nine. Number two Batman Returns Keaton. Number three Adam West sixty six. So now we have to figure out where do we want to put Kevin Conroy from La- Mask of the Phantasm. Kevin Car- Conroy number one. Yeah, number one. Again, yeah. we said that we said this last week. Everybody though, don't judge based on nostalgia. How did you think of his performance in that movie? You're right. I thought number he two. was the best. Number, number two. Number above eighty nine. Oh, Andy, what do you think? Um, I I didn't love Kevin Conroy in that. Yeah, me neither. I love right. Kevin Conroy, but I didn't love him in that movie. Number two, I would put him in number two then too. Andy, you yeah, number two. I hate all, all of right. you. There you Fucking go. Crushing Kevin this Conroy. list so far. I'm getting everything. <laughs> I need. Love it. Uh, and then now, where do we want to put Val Kilmer? Again, the list currently is number one, eighty nine, number two, Phantasm, number three, Keaton. I'm uh, sorry, Batman Returns. In number Jeez. four, sixty six. Number one. If that's the list. <laughs> If See, that's, that's what you did. One, you created a problem. Michael Keaton sucks as Batman. I'd say number three. <laughs> you fell off the seat. That's Again, good comedy, he does guys. more what? Batman things. He looks his Bruce Wayne works. Look, just because you're not attracted <laughs> to Michael Keaton doesn't mean a lot of people are. Okay. Nobody's attracted to those little glasses, man. The little glasses were the 80s, Tim. Get with it. That was all the rage back then. And so you could see quicksand better. I think uh, I'm actually with Tim on this a little bit, even though it's fun to make fun of. I think Val Kilmer does a good job as Batman. I just think the movie is not very good. Um, I don't think he's better than Keaton or Conroy, but I think he's I think he's up there. So how are you with Tim then? You're talking about well, no, no, no. I think I, think, I don't think I don't think Val Kilmer was bad as Batman. I think he was good. I just don't. I mean, I well, no one's saying I, he's bad. I keep more. Uh, What's the ranking again? Uh, number one, eighty nine. Number two, Phantasm. Number three, Batman Returns. Number four, sixty six. Uh, oh, I would actually maybe put him above Returns. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Well, personally, I would vote him. I, I honestly, I could make a case for dead last, but but that would just be Why? me with nostalgia for Adam Why? West. So I would put him in. I would vote number four, him above Adam West in sixty six. I'll go with that. Let's do the hand raising. Let's do the hand raising. Let's do the hand All right, who raising. thinks he's better than Adam West in nineteen sixty six? Raise your hand. All hands are up. Who thinks he's better than Michael Keaton in Batman Returns? Uh, Tim and or just me and Nick are gone. So not, they have the most. Yeah, like, Wait, you know what? No, no, no. I'm going down. I'm going down. <sighs> okay, so you who? So only t- Tim and Andy vote that he's better than Batman Returns. All right then. So now uh, Val Kilmer is number four on the list. Adam West drops to number five. Thank Clooney you. number one. Should we just vote right now for Clooney? So now it's time. <laughs> did you watch? Break. Did you watch that one already? I might have. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's very clear. Right? It's very clear, Nick. Now it's time to rank the Batman <laughs> movies. Currently, number one, Batman '89. Number two, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Number three, Batman Returns. Number four, Batman '66. Kev, if you could bring it up, yeah, thank I got you it. very there much. It is. There it is. This one's hard for me, man. I, I I just feel like 89 is so misranked here that it's hard for me to to vote for this because sure. it's like I I think this is better than 89, but I don't think it's as good as returns. So just need to say that, but I guess I'm gonna put it right above 66. That's what I'm voting too. Yeah, I'll I'll do the same. I, I think it should go had, above dude, returns, I, but doesn't matter. I have this above fan, I have this above phantasm. Above I, Phantasm. I, I was more entertained with this than I was wow. Phantasm. I wow. thought Phantasm was, uh, again, I, and that could just be in the way that we watch it. Like where Greg talks about, yes, don't, you know, don't think about 
Mark Hamill just as Joker. Think about Mark Hamill in this movie. In this and motion picture. A, yeah, I felt the same way about Phantasm, where it was just, it was very underwhelming for me. I thought I was going to, I was prepared to be blown away. Like, I remember that movie being incredible, and I just didn't have those same feelings the second time around. And I was more entertained with this movie, e even though it's campy and, and bad, bad and good, bad in a lot of parts. I was, I, I, I was more invested throughout the whole thing. Even, and it's way longer than Fat. Phantasm is only like an hour and six minutes. And it's I, I was more entertained with, with uh, Forever. Not just this movie. <laughs> so, there, so there we go. That let's let's do the ranking. Who thinks it's better than 66? Raise your hand. Who thinks it's better than Returns? Raise your hand. All right. And the new rankings right are number Audio one. It was Kevin and Andy who had their hands on. Number one, Batman 89. Number two, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Number three, Batman Returns. Number four, Batman Forever. And number five, Batman 66. Uh, next week, we are... Actually, this week, we're returning on Thursday with Conjuring 2 mm. in review. Then next week, we will return with Batman and Robin. Until then. Same bat time, same bat channel. My power, my pleasure, my pain, and...